0: Hello and welcome to the Anatomy and Physiology for Students podcast and on this episode we're going to talk about cranial nerves. Uh, Most specifically the 12 cranial nerves that uh, emerge directly from the brain. So cranial nerves are the nerves that emerge directly from the brain or including the brainstem. So in contrast to spinal nerves which emerge from uh, segments from the spinal cord, 10 of the cranial nerves originate in the brainstem. And cranial nerves relay information between the brain and parts of the body, primarily to and from regions of the head and neck. Now, the cranial nerves are considered components of the PNS or peripheral nervous system. Although on a structural level, the olfactory, optic, and trigeminal nerves are more accurately considered part of the central nervous system. So we're going to go a little bit deep into the function of the cranial nerves. So the cranial nerves provide motor and sensory innervation mainly to the structures within the head and neck. The sensory innervation includes both general sensations such as temperature and touch and special innervation such as taste, vision, smell, balance, and hearing. Now the vagus nerve, uh, which is the 10th cranial nerve, provides sensory and autonomic or parasympathetic motor innervation to structures in the neck and also to most of the organs in the chest and abdomen. So now we're going to go through the 12 cranial nerves, their function and, um, and how they relate to the body and the nervous system. So the first cranial nerve is the olfactory nerve, and this conveys, conveys the sense of smell. Damage to the olfactory nerve can cause an inability to smell, a distortion in the sense of smell, or a distortion or lack of taste. If there is a suspicion of a change in the sense of smell, each nostril is tested with substances of known odors such as coffee or soap. Intensely smelling substances, for example, ammonia, may lead to the activation of pain receptors of the trigeminal nerve, that are located in the nasal cavity and this can confound olfactory testing. The second cranial nerve, cranial nerve two or also known as the optic nerve transmits visual information. Damage to the optic nerve affects specific aspects of vision that depend on the location on the lesion. A person may not be able to see objects on their left or right sides or may have difficulty seeing objects on their outer visual fields if the optic chiasm is involved. Vision may be tested by examining the visual field or by examining the retina with the the ophthalmoscope using a process known as fundoscopy. Visual field testing may be used to pinpoint structural lesions in the optic nerve or further along the visual pathways. Now the third, fourth, and fifth uh, cranial nerves cranial nerve three, the ocular motor nerve, cranial nerve four, the trochlear nerve, and cranial nerve six, the abducens nerve, coordinate eye movement. So damages to cranial nerve three, four, or six may affect movement of the eyeball. So these nerves are involved in eye movement and both or one eye may be affected. In either case, double vision will likely occur because the movements of the eyes are no longer synchronized. Nerves three, four and six are tested by observing how the eye follows an object in different directions. This object may be a finger or a pin and may be moved at different directions to test for pursuit velocity. If the eyes do not work together, the most likely cause is damage to a specific cranial nerve or its nuclei. Damage to the ocular motor nerve, cranial nerve three, can cause double vision or diplopia, an inability to coordinate the movements of both eyes, also eyelid drooping and pupil dilation. Lesions may also lead to inability to open the eye due to paralysis of the levator palpebrae muscle. Individuals suffering from a lesion to the ocular motor nerve may compensate by tilting their heads to alleviate symptoms due to paralysis of one or more of the of the eye muscle it controls. Damage to the trochlear nerve or cranial nerve 4 can also cause diplopia with the eye adducted and elevated. The result will be an eye which cannot move downwards properly, especially downwards when in an inward position. This is due to impairment in the superior oblique muscle which is innervated by the trochlear nerve. Damage to the abducens nerve, cranial nerve six, can also result in diplopia. This is due to impairment in the lateral rectus muscle, which is innervated by the abducens nerve. Now, cranial nerve five, or the trigeminal trigeminal nerve, comprises of three distinct parts, the ophthalmic, the maxillary, and the mandibular nerves. Combined, these nerves provide sensation to the skin of the face, and also controls the muscles of mastication, also known as chewing. Conditions affecting the trigeminal nerve include trigeminal neuralgia, cluster headache, and trigeminal zoster. Trigeminal neuralgia occurs later in life, from middle age onwards, most often after 60, and is a condition typically associated with very strong pain distributed over the area innervated by the maxillary or mandibular nerve divisions of the trigeminal nerve. Cranial nerve 7, or also known as the facial nerve, may manifest as facial palsy. This is where a person is unable to move the muscles of one or both sides of their face. In blunt trauma, the facial nerve is the most commonly injured cranial nerve. A very common and generally temporarily facial palsy is also known as Bell's palsy. Now Bell's palsy is the result of an idiopathic, unknown cause, unilateral lower motor neuron lesion of the facial nerve and is characterized by an inability to move the ipsilateral muscles of facial expression, including elevation of the eyebrow and furrowing of the forehead. Patients with Bell's palsy often have a drooping mouth on the affected side and often have trouble chewing because of the buccinator muscle is affected. Bell's palsy occurs very rarely, affecting around 40,000 Americans annually. There are studies in mice and humans suggesting members of the family are capable of producing Bell's palsy. Facial paralysis may be caused by other conditions, including stroke, similar conditions to Bell's palsy, or occasionally misdiagnosed as Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy is a temporary condition usually lasting two to six months, but can have life-changing effects and can reoccur. Strokes typically also affect the seventh cranial nerve by cutting off blood supply to nerves in the brain that signal this nerve and can so present with similar symptoms. Hearing imbalance, uh, cranial nerve 8, also known as the vestibular ocular nerve, splits into the vestibular and cochlear nerve. The vestibular part is responsible for innervating the vestibules and semicircular canal of the inner ear. This structure transmits information about balance and is an important component of the vestibular ocular reflex, which keeps the head stable and allows the eyes to track moving objects. The cochlear nerve transmits information from the cochlea, allowing sound to be heard. When damaged, the vestibular nerve may give rise to the sensation of spinning and dizziness. Function of the vestibular, vestibular nerve may be tested by putting cold and warm water in the ears and watching eye movements, caloric stimulation. Damage to the vestibular ocular nerve can also be present as repetitive and involuntary eye movements, also known as nystagmus, particularly when looking in a horizontal plane. Damage to the cochlear nerve will cause partial or complete deafness in the affected ear. Now, cranial nerve 9, also known as the glossopharyngeal nerve, innervates the stylopharyngeus muscle and provides sensory innervation to the oropharynx and back of the tongue. The glossopharyngeal nerve also provides parasympathetic innervation to the parotid gland. Unilateral absence of a gag reflex suggests a lesion of the glossopharyngeal nerve and perhaps the vagus nerve. Moving on to cranial nerve 10, also known as the vagus nerve, is a loss of function um, which could lead to parasympathetic innervation to a very large number of structures. Major effects of damage to the vagus nerve may include a rise in blood pressure and heart rate. Isolated dysfunction of only the vagus nerve is rare, but if the lesion is located above the point at which the vagus first branches off, it can be diagnosed by a hoarse voice due to dysfunction of one of its branches, the recurrent laryngeal nerve. Damage to this nerve may result in difficulties swallowing. Now, the cranial nerve 11, moving on to cranial nerve 11, also known as the accessory nerve, and damage to the accessory nerve could lead to ipsilateral weakness in the trapezius muscle. And this can be tested by asking the subject to raise their shoulders or shrug, upon which the shoulder blade scapula will protrude into a winged position. Additionally, if the nerve is damaged, weakness or inability to elevate the scapula may be present because the levator scapulae muscle is now solely able to provide this function. Depending on the location of the lesion, there may also be weakness present in the sternocleidomalus the sternocleidomastoid muscle, which acts to turn the head so that the face points to the opposite side. Moving on to cranial nerve, 12, uh, cranial nerve 12, the hypoglossal nerve. The hypoglossal nerve is a unique in that it is innervated from the motor cortices of both hemispheres of the brain. Damage to the nerve at the lower motor neuron level may lead to fasciculations or atrophy of the muscles of the tongue. The fasciculations of the tongue are sometimes said to look like a bag of worms. Upper motor neuron damage will not lead to atrophy or fasciculations, but only weakness of the innervated muscles. When the nerve is damaged, it will lead to weakness of tongue movement on one side. When damaged and extended, the tongue will move towards the weaker or damaged side um, in the uh, tongue. So this concludes the 12 cranial nerves. Uh, If you have any questions, please uh, contact us at our website at medbrainmedia.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned a little bit about cranial nerves and cranial nerve function. Stay tuned for our next episode.